Last week we started this series called Here's Your Sign. And I'm going to continue that thought this morning and we will begin our message by reading Isaiah chapter 7 verse 11. Then we will go to verse 14. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 11 says, Ask a sign for yourself. Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord. Make it deep as Sheol or high as heaven. Verse 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Everyone say a sign. Behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel. Or shall call his name God with us. I'm going to preach this morning this message called here's your sign say that to a few people around you here's your sign and now let us pray i'm gonna ask you just to lift your hands in a sign of submission to god father we love you and we thank you for the opportunity to preach your word we thank you for saving us and calling us your dear children thank you that we're saved we're sanctified we're filled with your spirit and i pray god that there would be a sense of inspiration among your people today that you would inspire them to be everything that you called them to be. Lord, we obliterate any obstacle in the name of Jesus that would try to hinder them, that would try to distract them or delay them or detour them. Satan, we adjure you in Jesus' name. Loose the minds of the people of God. Lord, we thank you that every curse is broken. Every demonic spirit is dismissed from people's lives. I thank you, God, you're doing great things in all of our hearts and in all of our lives. Have your way in this building today. Restore someone, revive someone, renew someone. Do what only you can do in Jesus' name. If you're hungry for the word of the Lord, can you give God a good praise right now? Tell the Lord you're ready for a word. Come on, throw your head back and shout, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Nudge your neighbor and tell him his own in the building right now. Just for the sake of clarity, I want to, you may be seated, read verses 10 through 16 from the Message Bible. God spoke again to Ahaz, and this time he said, ask for a sign from your God. Ask for a sign from your God. Ask anything. Listen what the prophet says. Ask anything anything be extravagant ask for the moon boy i love that i serve a god like that how about you someone say we serve a big god so dream big dreams verse 12 says but ahaz said i'd never do that i'd never make demands like that on god so isaiah told him then listen to this the government of david it's bad enough that you make people tired with your pious, timid hypocrisies, but now you're making God tired. So the master is going to give you a sign anyway. Watch for this. A girl who is presently a virgin will get pregnant. She'll bear a son and name him Emmanuel, God with us. By the time the child is 12 years old, He'll be able to make moral decisions. The threat of war will be over. 
relax. Those enemies, those kings that you have worried about will be out of the picture. I said it last week and I'm going to say it again now. There are things that have been in your picture that's about to be out of your picture. There are things that have been diametrically opposed to your destiny that God is about to dismiss from your destiny. Don't be shocked with what God removes from the picture called your prophetic future. I want you to say everything is all right. Everything is all right. Here's your sign. The word sign in Hebrew in Isaiah chapter 7 literally means something that is a mark that is distinguishing. It is the discerning of a miracle or the presentation of truth. Now watch this. The word sign according to Webster, this is very important, is something regarded as an indicator that something is happening or something is about to happen. Something is happening or something is about to happen. When I began to prepare this message last week in this series, I really felt impressed of God these words. Build the faith of my people. Build the faith. Because if anything has been attacked in the people of God over the last year and a half or two years, it's our faith. But I came by to tell you what Jesus told Simon Peter. I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And it literally means that you do not trip up in your faith or that you do not falter in your faith. And then Jesus said, when you are converted, then strengthen your brothers. And I came by to tell you there is someone that is interceding for you that is sitting on the right hand of the Father. He ever lives to intercede for you. He is travailing for you. He is praying for you. And I came by to tell you that Jesus, when he prays, it comes to pass. And that's why he did not say if you are converted. He said when you are converted. And I want you to know today and completely understand that the trial that you are enduring you're not only going to come through it, but you're going to come through it a better person than you were before you ever faced it. Why? Because Jesus has your back. God is good, isn't he? So when we look at this idea of Isaiah chapter 7, when God speaks to Ahaz, it's very interesting because at one point in this chapter, God tells him, I can help you stand as long as you stand in your faith. Did you hear that? God spoke to him and said, I can help you stand as long as you stand in your faith. Denoting the idea that God can't even help you if you don't walk in faith. You have to believe, folks. You have to believe the best even in the worst situations. That's called optimism. Optimism is a great expression of faith. Be optimistic about your future. Opti is vision. Mystic is the mist. It's the ability to see through the fog. And God is about to build your faith to the point that no matter what kind of thing the devil sends your way, you're going to be able to see through this thing in Jesus' name. Somebody shout it right now. I can see the other side. I still believe the best day of the church is not behind us. It's still in front of us, and I believe it based on this principle. God always saves the best for last. So the prophet tells Ahaz in the midst of confusion that I can help you if you will stand in your faith. In chapter 9, the prophecy comes from Isaiah and says, Unto us 
A child is born and a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders. In Isaiah chapter 9, the prophet begins to describe the region and the territory that Jesus would journey through to bring the gospel, the light of God to the world. Let me just say something to you real quick. The gospel is written for those that do not believe. The epistles are written for you. I'm going to teach on that sometime. I'm going to leave it alone right now. So in Isaiah chapter 53, the same prophets, prophet sees the same Savior that was born in chapter 9 now being crucified. And the postscript of chapter 53 of the book of Isaiah is concerning the church. Arise, shine, for your light is come. Isaiah 61, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Everything after chapter 53 is about a glorious church. And can I tell you, in the end, the church is going to be a glorious church. So Isaiah looks through the prophetic lens and he sees the beginning of Christ. He sees the death of Christ. And then he sees the birth of the church called Zion. And he writes from chapter 53 through chapter 66, the glory of Zion. That's a thought, isn't it? But concerning this sign, here's your sign. A virgin shall conceive and she shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Can I read it to you from Luke chapter 1 verse 26? Here's how it happened. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin. There she is. There she is, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at what he said. That's interesting to me. She wasn't troubled. She saw an angel. She's troubled at what he said. That tells me this is not the first time this girl has had an angelic visitation. <laughs> and cast her mind at what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said to her, fear not. Anytime you hear the words, fear not, somebody shout, get ready. Anytime God shows up and he starts his conversation with fear not. Let your faith start building because something great is about to happen. In everything that's going on in the world today, you have every reason to fear. But hear God say to you today, fear not. This is the greatest time in history for our faith to be at the highest level in our lives. Fear not, Mary. You found favor with God. Does that mean she was looking for it? I think so. She found favor with God. And watch, you shall conceive 
and bring forth your son and call his name Jesus. He shall be great, shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom, there will be no end to it. Then Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said, the answer is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the son of God verse 37 for with God nothing shall be impossible and Mary said behold the handmaid of the Lord be it unto me according to your word lift one hand this morning and say those words be it unto me according to your word say it with conviction this morning be it unto me according to to your word. Now watch this. Here's your sign. The Bible says in Luke chapter 1 verse 31. And in Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. You shall call his name. Say these words with me. Call it what it is. Say it one more time. Call it what it is. Jesus is God with us. Call it what it is. His name shall be called Emmanuel. Call it what it is. Emmanuel is God with us. Who is Jesus? Jesus is God with us. Call it what it is. Call it what it is. His name shall be called God with us. Call it what it is. When you say Jesus, you are saying God is with us. Call it what it is. Call it what it is. When you say Emmanuel, you are saying God is with us. Call it what it is. When you see Jesus, you are seeing God. Call it what it is. He is God with us. We need to get Jesus back in our heart. We need to get Jesus back in our mind. We need to get Jesus back in our mouth. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Why don't we talk about Jesus? Somebody shout it. Call it what it is. The instructions are clear. The instructions are clear. The Lord himself will give you a sign. The Lord himself will give you a sign. When I saw that, I thought these words, stop looking for signs from people. Stop looking for signs from your connections. Start looking for signs from God himself. He tells her to call it what it is before she ever saw it. Y'all missed that right there. Call it what it is before you ever see it. You know what that tells me? That God himself respects man's ability to call things. And God began to create all the animals and the beasts of the field. And he brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever he called them, that would be the name thereof. Even God respects the authority that comes from your mouth. So before you can say anything about him, Mary, I'm going to tell you now, call it what it is. Don't call it an accident. Don't call it a mistake. Call it what it is. 
This is the son of the living God and his name shall be called Emmanuel. Call it what it is. Oh, if you could get that principle operating in your life. When stuff starts showing up, it looks like a problem, start calling it an answer. When it looks like it's a circumstance, start calling it a solution. When it looks like it's adverse to you, pat it on the back and, and tell it thank you for being my friend because everything that works against you is ultimately working for your good. For all things work together for the good of those that love God and are the called according to his purpose. It's going to be what you call it. If you call it a riot, it's going to be a riot. If you call it chaos, it's going to be chaos. If you call it a mess up, it's going to be a mess up. But if you call it a blessing, it's going to be a blessing. I dare you to throw your head back and shout, call it what it is. And before she could mess up, before she could mess up, the angel said, call him, his name, Jesus. I ain't going to let you mess that up, Mary, because I know you're young. I know you're young, and you might say anything. So I'm going to tell you what to say before you see it. Y'all just missed that. I'm going to tell you what to say before you see it. Call it what it is. Now watch this. You will not conceive what you have not called. If you want to carry it, start calling it. Did y'all hear what I said? If you want to carry it, Start calling it. You want to carry the blessing? Start calling the blessing. If you knew the authority of Romans 4.17, help me, Pat. The practice of God is this, that he calls things that are not as though they were. Not are as though they were. I'm only calling what God already created. I'm not asking you to give me something, God, that don't belong to me. I'm just asking you for what is already mine. I dare you to start calling for stuff that God has assigned to Y-O-U. Tell your neighbor, I don't want your stuff. I don't want Aunt Susie's stuff. I don't want Uncle Joe's stuff. But I'm going to call into my life everything that belongs to M E. Me, ask for a sign for yourself. Somebody throw your hands up and shout, it's mine, it's mine, it's, come on, shout it, I'm calling it, I'm calling it from the north, I'm calling it from the south, I'm calling it from the east, I'm calling it from the west, everything that belongs to me, get here. Call it what it is. Now watch this. You shall conceive a son. You shall conceive and then you shall bring forth and you shall call. <laughs> Ooh, Lord. Let me say this to you. And I hope you understand this. Everybody's not going to celebrate your sign. Right. 
I'm going to say it another way. Be ye very careful who you share your signs with. What's this sign right here say? Don't go sharing your sign with mad, mean, half-divorced people. Share your sign of a happy marriage with people that are happily married. And they'll tell you you can be happily married. Be careful who you share your sign with because watch what happens. When Joseph heard about Mary's sign, he's engaged to the girl and said, I'm going to deal with this in private. I'm going to let her go behind the scenes. That's what Joseph said. Listen, everybody cannot believe with you for what you have the ability to conceive. Their capacity is not your capacity. You carrying a big dream, sharing it with small thinkers. Big dreams attract big thinkers. Small dreams attract small thinkers. And small thinkers always cause trouble. So if you've got a big dream, share it with people that you know have big capacity. Because they'll tell you if God did it for me, he can do it for you. Can you say amen to that? Now watch this. Conceive it. Say those words, conceive it. She shall conceive. That's what the Bible says. Am I too deep for you? This, I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be simple here. She shall, she shall what? Conceive. Hmm, that's a good word. Tell them, baby. When I'm on the way to church this morning to do the stewardship class, did y'all enjoy stewardship class this morning? If you, if you missed the stewardship series, you really missed it. Um, I was running late. And if you know anything about me, I, I don't like being late. Uh, to me, on time is late. 15 minutes before time is on time. And I got here about 15 minutes late today. So I said, Lord, ever since I'm late, I have no excuse for being late. It's my fault. So I didn't feel guilty about it. I wasn't praying for forgiveness. <laughs> or was I? <laughs> but I'm praying. And the Lord speaks to me. I'm thinking about this word for you all. And he says these words to me. It is better to receive a word than conceive the idea than it is to conceive the idea and ask God for a word. I'm going to say it again because with you it kind of hit me hard. And it came like this. It's better to receive a word and then conceive or develop an idea than it is to get you an idea and try to find a word to connect to your idea. Which really means it was your idea to begin with. You got frustrated and asked God for help. <laughs> it was never God to begin with. So it's better to get your word then develop your plan. She shall conceive. 
Conception is not seen immediately. I'm going to say it again. Conception, somebody said they love it. I, I love it that you love it. Conception is not seen immediately. Ask any woman who has been pregnant. You don't get pregnant in the next day. No. You can be carrying something and nobody know it but you. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And when you start showing, you start getting attention. Y'all just miss that too. Hey, if you ain't showing, ain't nobody going to say nothing. But when you start showing, they're going to start asking questions like, how long? What is it? Are y'all with me? So don't be confused when start, people start seeing something about you. And start asking questions. It's a sign. And sometimes people can see stuff in you that you can't see in yourself. Conception is to seize for oneself. It means this. I am willing to accept this challenge and look at it as an opportunity. Conception is to come to an understanding. Is to take upon oneself the responsibility of carrying something. Don't pray for something you're not willing to carry. Don't pray for something that's going to make you look different than you look now because you are carrying it. Don't pray for something that's going to make you act different because you are carrying it than you acted before you were carrying it. Talk to any pregnant woman. What used to not get on their nerves is suddenly on their last nerve. What does it take to conceive? Number one is imagination. If God's going to give you a word, let your imagination run wild with it. Ask something extravagant. Well, this kind of preaching is foreign in this day because everybody's preaching to you survival. I'm not here to preach to you survival. I'm here to tell you, you're not just going to survive. You're going to thrive. Your imagination replays your past, but it preplays your future. Your imagination is the screen of your faith. Draw big. Be extravagant. Talk back to me. Number two is revelation. It's seeing God's promise of a great future for you for the first time. Get a revelation. Seeing something for the first time. It's been there all along. Ask God to show you what he preordained for you to enjoy. Number three is realization. Realization is the understanding that you have conceived. Start showing it. Come on in here. It's hard for a pregnant woman to dress like she ain't pregnant. I got a question for you. Who conceived first, Abraham or Sarah? Abraham did. Sarah was laughing. He was already pregnant. 
You shall be the father of many nations. He had already received it. <laughs> Listen to me. Some people that you are connected to it laugh, will laugh at what you said you've already conceived. It's hard for you to develop something on the screen of your imagination that has not been spoken to your spirit. That's a fantasy. Too many Christians have lived on the fantasy of faith instead of the development of faith. So we live in a fantasy world and we deceive ourselves. When you get a word from God, nothing's going to shake you. Talk in this building, Pastor Rick. When you know and you'll know her that God has spoke to you, the devil can do whatever he wants to do, send anybody he wants to send. You're going to smile, you're going to hug them, and you're going to tell them, well, God bless you. I know what God said. Say it again. Call it what it is. So he says, call his name. He says, watch this. You shall conceive, and then I'm done, and you shall bring forth. Carry it through. Say those three words, carry it through. You shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. Carry it through. Why would you conceive something that you're not willing to carry? Quit living on excited moments in the altar. I, I wanted to say that a different way, but I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to just say it that way. We, we Christians, especially Pentecostals, have this thing that's in us that we need some emotional, spiritual experience to dot A, B, C, D, E, F. And it gets us from A to B. And you live off of frenzies and not off the total stability of what God already said. What I just told you is you cannot base your confirmation of what God said on your doodads, your chill bumps, your tears. Hmm. You shall bring forth. Why would you conceive something you're not willing to carry? Why would God allow you to conceive something that you do not have the capacity to carry? If you want to conceive it, be willing to carry it. This is the problem. Lord, I thank you for it. Amen. And you walk off, but you're not willing to carry it out. What does that mean? You're cultivating it. You're developing it. You're dreaming about it. You're writing about it. You sit at your desk and you give it description. You, you describe it. Then you subscribe to it. You prescribe for it. You're writing it out. Write the vision and make it plain that he that reads it may run with it though it tarry wait for it though it what tarry though it what tarry wait for it for it shall not tarry you got to read the hebrew one means to loiter the other one means not to show up at all in other words it might not show up when you thought it's supposed to show up but it will show up because god spoke it to you keep developing it and cultivating it in prayer Ooh, I'm preaching better than you talking to me. Conceive it, then carry it. How many aborted dreams are in this building? How many aborted business ideas are in this building because you didn't carry it? Then you blamed it on God. And it wasn't God to begin with. God gave it to you and then you let it go. 
because you are not willing to carry it all the way through to maturation. Quit just thinking it's going to happen in a day. Jesus said in John 16, I say unto you that you shall weep and lament while the world rejoices. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Can I stop right there? He's talking about, listen, he's talking about somebody carrying something. A woman, when she is in travail, has sorrow because her hour is come. Has what? Sorrow. Why? Because her hour is come. Why do we complain about going through tough situations? What makes you so special that you're not going to go through some sorrow? Folks, hear me. Sorrow is a sign that you're going the right way. Sorrow is a sign that you're carrying something that you're going to birth. A woman, when she is in travail, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she forgets what she went through for the joy of the baby that was born. And you now have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and your joy no man can take from you. I came by to tell you, you are about to burn something in your life that's going to bring so much joy to you that no man's going to be able to steal the joy from you. There are so many signs going on that we are in the end of something. Somebody asked me if this is the end of the world. I don't know what it is the end of, but I know it's the end of something. I don't have the authority to tell you this is the end of the world. But I am here to tell you it's the end of a cosmos. It's the end of a time. Something is ending. We're building beasts outside the United Nations. It's a sign. We've got tornadoes ripping through areas that they never ripped through before. It's a sign. Don't you know that all of creation is groaning for the sons of God to be made manifest? It's time for you to rise up and be a sign to this entire nation that no matter what is going on there is a God in heaven and he loves you are y'all with me I'll skip this last part because I'll preach to two anything you conceived from God has a time attached to it The time may not be your time, but the time you have should always be an expected time. If you really have something from God, don't be down and depressed ever. When you know you're carrying something from God, you ought to be the most enthusiastic, excited, expecting people in all the world. Watch what happens. Luke chapter 2 verse 5, she was great with child, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. It was, watch, she was expecting the child. She was great with child, that the child was in a fixed time. It had to happen. What God said is going to happen is going to happen. It might not be on your calendar but it's on God's calendar. If it hadn't happened, it just simply means you're not ready for it to happen. And things have to be accomplished. Boy, I wish I had time to preach all of this. Let me just say this. And it was so. Luke 2, 6. While they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. God wants to accomplish some things in us before he accomplishes things through us. You're asking God to do something through you. And God is saying, not till I do something 
in you. There are things in you that need to be accomplished before things through you can be accomplished. There are things that must be fulfilled in you. All right. So I'm saying signs, signs, everywhere a sign. What's the rest of the words to that song? Signs, signs, everywhere a sign. Yeah. I knew y'all knew it. And I'm saying, God, if a sign is an indicator of what is happening or what shall happen, then what are you telling us? And God said, ask me for a sign. I shared with the church this morning, I'm going to share it with you. I'm sitting in that chair right there last Sunday, and I know what I'm about to preach on signs. We went into worship. The Holy Ghost fell in this building. I'm up here with my hands raised, crying. Jamie gets through singing. I go sit back down. Josh comes up to receive the offering. And he starts talking about hoodies and T-shirts in the bookstore and encouraging people, you need to go get one. God speaks to me and says, when you go to the pulpit, you tell Josh you're going to give him $500 and tell the people to go buy the product, go get the product till it reaches $500. You're giving it to him. Are you with me? I get to the pulpit, I preach the whole message. I never mention the $500. This ain't about money, so relax. I'm not about to ask you for an offer. I walk off the pulpit and a gentleman meets me right over there. And he says, Pastor, I, I got to do this. And he said, I don't even know why I'm doing it. But during worship, God told me to give you $500 for something and I don't know what it is. When he says that, I remember God speaking to me and me forgetting. What was that? That was a sign. That God said, even when you forget, I don't forget what I told you. Y'all hearing me? When God says, do something, I'm going to bless you. Even when you forget to do it, God is so good that he'll send somebody else to remind you. He puts it, he gives it to me. He didn't tell me how much it is. I put it in my pocket. I go to my office and I count it. Erica, it's $500. So I tell Josh, Josh, and I tell Josh the story. So I said, take this $500, and next week, I'm going to tell the people, go to the bookstore, get you some T-shirts and some hoodies, all the way up to $500. You're welcome. And so he says, okay. He said, how much is it again? I said, $500. He takes it. He starts to take it to his office. He said, oh, I need to bring something back to you. I said, okay, bring it back. He goes to his office. He gets two envelopes. He comes back and he says, these two envelopes are checks and they are for you. I said, well, what are they? I open them up. One check is for $190. The next check is for $310. Y'all not hearing me. My math says that's $500. God said, now I'm going to bless you just because of your intention. 
and I'm going to give you $500 and the people going to get blessed because now they're going to get $1,000 of merchandise for free than they would get. It's a sign. Are y'all hearing what I'm telling? When God says something to you, it's going to happen even if you Somebody ought to give God a radical, crazy praise right there. I'm telling you, your best is yet to come. Tell your neighbor, keep dreaming. Keep believing. All right. I'll, I'll shut it down now. Lord, Lord, Lord. Watch it. So I'm done. Now, now here come the Holy Ghost scene. I'm in there praying. I said, Lord, speak to me about this thing. I get up to get ready to walk off from my desk. And the Lord says, sit down. I said, oh, Lord, speak to me. And the Lord said, your sign is in the shall. I said, what, Lord? He said, your sign is in the shall. I said, the shall? He said, yeah, the sign is an indicator that something is about to happen. I said, Lord, will you show it to me? He took me back to our text in Luke chapter 1. Watch what the Bible says. Mary, you shall. Verse 31, because God shall. Verse 32, I said, God shall. Verse 33 says, and he shall. And then Mary said in verse 34, how shall. And verse 35, the Bible says, because the Holy Ghost shall. Y'all just missed that right there. I'm going to take it through you again. I said, Lord, show me that my sign is in the shall. And he said, look at verse 31. Mary shall conceive. Mary shall call his name. He shall be great. God shall give. And the child shall reign. Mary said, how shall this be? And the and the angel said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Your sign is in your shall. Your sign is not in what is. Your, your sign is what is in what shall be. Just because you're not seeing it doesn't mean it's not there. I'm going to read it one more time. Mary, you shall. He shall. God shall. How shall? The Holy Ghost shall. The holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the son of the most high. Verse 38, for nothing shall. Nothing shall be impossible with God. Y'all just missed that. You shall. He shall. God shall. The Holy Ghost shall. Nothing shall. Be impossible with God. I'm going to say it one more time. You shall because he shall. Because he shall. The child shall. Because the child shall. The Holy Ghost shall. Because the Holy Ghost shall. Nothing shall be nothing shall be impossible with God. I came by to tell you there's a shall in your sign. Your sign is not what is. Your sign is what shall be. You got to carry it. You got to conceive it. You got to call it. You got to believe it until you see it. I dare you to jump up and shout it shall be. Everything God said 
shall be. Everything God promised shall be. Everything in his word shall be. My purpose is locked up in God's shall be. Tell your neighbor everything shall be all right. Everything shall be how God said it would be. Everything shall be. Is it right now? It might not be, but it shall be. Tell your neighbor, I'm holding on to my shall. I got a sign. All I needed was to see a hand that looked like a cloud up in the sky. It wasn't big. It was little, but it was my sign. And all I need is a sign. Gideon, what are you doing? I'm laying a fleece out there because I need God to give me a sign. If you ask for a sign, he'll give you a sign. Somebody shout, I got my sign today. How do you know you got the sign? Because you just got a word from the Lord. And what God said he would do, he shall do. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I need some Holy Ghost people to take 30 seconds and give God a shall be praise. No, I'm talking about the kind of praise like it's about to happen any minute. It's about to happen any Tell somebody any time now, any time. Shout it again, any time now, any time, any time. I don't want to preach the whole thing, but I have to. Why do you think God gave those wise men a star? It was a sign. Follow the star. Follow the star. Follow. Tell your neighbor, keep following, keep pursuing. It took them two years to get to Jesus. <laughs> Throw your head back and shout, here's your sign, here's your sign. Here's what you don't know. Here's what you don't know. How many people are looking at you as a sign? My question is this. What is your sign saying? So many people are watching you. You don't believe me? Oh, Lord. And your cousin Elizabeth. Watch now. Who was called barren has also conceived what Mary do I got to give me a sign that girl saddled up that donkey she took off to Elizabeth's house she said if that's true I got to get a sign she walks in soon as she walks in Elizabeth stands up and John the Baptist starts doing backwards flips like John Belushi and the Blues Brothers and he said she's saying what the baby leaped inside of me when I heard your salutation. The Bible says Mary fell down and began to worship. Why? Because that was her sign. 
Let me help you with something. The same thing you're believing for, somebody else has already believed for. And even though they are six months ahead of you, God only gave it to them in order for you to see their sign so that if they don't give up, you won't give up. Well, I'm here to tell you, you're in a church full of people that refuse to give up. Look at three people and lift your hands out like that and tell them, here's your sign, baby. Josh, here's your sign. Here's your sign. He did it for me. He'll do it for you. Elizabeth said he did it for me, Mary. He'll do it for you. Come on. Put your hand right here and tell somebody, Chief, here's your sign.